Hey everybody, hope you're doing well. It is St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, 2021. Uh, it's me, Boiler Dowd, your buddy, your pal, uh, coming at you with a live cast. I hope your day is going well. I'm about to meet uh, my uncle and mom and dad for a uh, for a little St. Patrick's Day lunch. Uh, but I had a couple of thoughts I wanted to share. If you want to listen, that's great. Appreciate you tuning in. If not, it's okay too. Uh, the first one is the truth about the NCAA tournament. It's a pretty simple truth, but I don't know if many people think about it, honestly, this time of year. Um, before the tournament, before the draw, I think everybody uh, thought, um, you know, which which bracket do you want to be in? Who do you want your number one to be? I honestly, I said this to everybody, I wanted Gonzaga. The reason I wanted Gonzaga is I, um, I actually uh, think Gonzaga has everything to lose if Purdue gets to that point. Um, in the uh, that would be the round of 16 versus Gonzaga. If that would have happened, um, I would have loved that scenario because Gonzaga is such a media darling. Um, but um, the the bigger truth, the bigger truth about the NCAA tournament is that this time of year everybody's good. It's really that simple. If you look at Purdue's path to the Elite Eight uh, just two years ago, you saw. Uh, Purdue kind of grind their way uh, to a victory in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, they had a close game, and then they uh, beat the stuffing out of uh, out of Villanova before um, before uh, playing Tennessee to a near draw, and I thought they had that game lost, um, and they won the game. And then they played Virginia, where I thought they had the game won, and they lost. And I think, and you look at Virginia's path to that championship. Almost every game was difficult after the round of six, uh, after the round of thirty-two for them too. And that's a championship, not only championship caliber team, a champion, full all-out champion. So if you're looking for a truth, an easy thing to do when you fill out your bracket, and uh, I flashed my bracket the other day to uh, some people who are watching us live, who had the uh, misfortune of sticking with us through a live post, and I was. A little bit wound up that day. I apologize to you guys, <laughs> but um, the it, it, it's it's really tough. It's just very tough. If you look at the path, if you look at like for instance, I think Illinois is very very good. I think Illinois could uh, get to the final four, if not the final game. Anish brought up earlier today. He said, "Well, they got to go through Loyola, right? And Loyola is a team that's proven that they can play in the tournament. Uh, they got a very, very, very good coach. They've got a system there. They've even got a good luck charm." And um, and Illinois is dangerous, or pardon me, Loyola is dangerous. Illinois is obviously very, very dangerous and very good as a one seed. So keep that in mind. The truth about the NCAA tournament is that everybody's good, and it's hard to predict this stuff. Um, I always call it guessing, um, and this year I think it's even more guessing than usual because of the unusual circumstances. Teams like Michigan, who look like absolutely dominated in forces, Michigan and Baylor both, look like two of the three best teams in America for a big chunk of the season. Um, they have not been the same recently, and Michigan surely will not be the same with the loss of Livers because, man, he's important to that team, and they will not have him in this tournament, it looks like. They said he was out indefinitely. I don't think I've heard anything official saying he's not going to play in the tournament, but I'm pretty sure he's not going to play in the tournament with uh, the stress fractures that he's enduring. Um, the other thing I want to talk about that's going to be a relatively quick uh, uh, live cast is just a theory. And I wanted to, uh, if you guys have comments, please uh, leave them below if you're wondering why my, um, 
while you're hearing the dinging, I've got a, about 15 text threads going on right now. So I apologize for that. But the um, uh, one thing I wanted to, I want to talk to you guys about, and tell me, tell me your comments below. Um, before you do that, though, make sure you subscribe, hit the bell so you get notifications when I start one of these live feeds. That's a good thing if you like them, um, because I really don't even know how to link them on Twitter and tell you when they're going to be live, because every time I try it, the link comes out as dead. So that's the reason I asked that. Um, also, if you're in Lafayette right now, uh, it's St. Patrick's Day, go over to AJ's, get a pint, uh, enjoy the fun and frivolity of one of the made-up holidays. Um, I know it's not completely made up, but it's pretty close to as bad as Valentine's Day. But if you like the day, go over to AJ's. Maybe they'll put some green food coloring in your brew, or maybe you can just drink whiskey like I'm probably going to have here in a couple hours and uh, uh, enjoy your, your fake holiday that way. But hit eataj's.com if you want it brought to your door. Uh, also, gridironmetalworks.com and, of course, Martin Vintage. Um, okay, here's my, here's my last part. The theory on last season. Thanks, Adam. Um, yeah, Adam says, Adam from AJ says, uh, thanks, dude. Come grab a beer. And I'm sure the good folks at AJ's will make you feel, feel welcome there. Um, so here's my big theory about last football season. Um, and it's pretty simple. Okay, when you look back at the, the uh, Jeff Brom tenure, um, a theme starts becoming very, very apparent. And that is poor starts are what this team does. We talked about it going into last season, going into the season before, before we knew about all the injuries that happened in the 2019 season, uh, we thought we were kind of bracing for a slow start. Well, sure enough, if you look at the first six games of the last four seasons, there's clearly a trend. 2017, the team started three and three, then even dropped to three and five before finishing with a winning record. 2018, the team started with a three and three record. 2019, they started with a two and four record. And finally, in 2020, they only played six games and they started with a two and four record. If you look at the last season through that prism, it kind of changes perspective for me a little bit. Maybe it doesn't for you, but I'll tell you why I think this is interesting. And that is that something that I have with this coaching staff is, is I have a lot of faith in these guys. I like this staff. I think they're good at developing players and talent. And the, um, they never had the chance to do that last year. That's long and short. The, the broken up training camps, the um, the broken up a uh, broken up season in general, no precon, a lot of things did not go the way they normally do. I don't know why Brahms teams have the pattern of the slow starts, but they clearly do. It could be because the schedule is generally difficult, and Babinski and Brahm and uh, even Morgan Burke, I guess, affected those schedules. Absolutely, Morgan Burke affected those schedules. Um, and so Purdue has tough opponents early in the season. That could be part of it. The other part of it could be just that it takes guys a while to get the complexity of the system. Or maybe it's something that Brom does with psychology that guys aren't all the way built out at that point of the midseason yet. And then they start hitting their stride. I don't know. Um, but I thought it was an interesting perspective. Thought I'd share it with you guys. You can give me your thoughts below or on Twitter or wherever you'd like to. Um, also, um, let's keep an eye on... Um, well, I'm going to talk about that another time. So I'll give you a little something. There's, I've got an interesting thought. I don't know if it's necessarily a positive thought about basketball and, and, um, and some things that are coming maybe after the season. Um, and we can talk about that. And if I forget, you guys can remind me on Twitter because I tend to forget things. That's just the way I am. I appreciate you tuning in today. I hope you have a great day. Um, Greg McManus has a, has, a, has a, let's see what he's got here. If you're going to have... Uh, have to endure a year with Bob Diaco as uh, DC, the then pandemic, uh, as it was, 
uh, six games out. Imagine having 12 with him at the helm. Uh, that's a very good point, Greg. And um, I don't know if I've shared this with you guys. And if I haven't, I apologize if I have. I apologize for repeating myself. But um, I think we all should have called him Bob Disco. Um, I think we all missed a great um, opportunity for a great nickname, calling Bob Diaco Bob Disco because of his unusual personality. Um, and his name's obviously close, so close to Bob Disco. And that would have been just a lot of fun. Could have done some things with poor Photoshop. That, I blame me on this case, and uh, <laughs> I apologize for not calling him Bob Disco because he deserved that nickname. Uh, that would have been horrible, by the way, Greg. I do agree. Maybe they would have, if you extrapolated out, maybe they would have just gone 4-8. Um, and eight. Very good possibility because that defense, man, they were, they were struggling, and it did not get better as the season go on. It, it got worse. The defense surely did. So that's about it. Have a great day. Hope your brackets are filled out. If you haven't filled them out, go on our Twitter feed. You can see that we've got a, um, a bracket challenge sponsored by AJ's. Uh, there's going to be fantastic prizes and other prizes that aren't so great uh, if you ask Michael Henry. But the, the um, I did it again. Gosh darn it. So that's the, uh, so fill out your bracket. Join the bracket challenge on ESPN with your friends at Boiled Sports and your friends in the community of Boiled Sports. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, Ultimate Boiler, going back to this, that he says he's really excited about Coach English. I am super excited about Coach English. Ultimate Boiler, of course, a couple uh, podcasts ago, said it was great that we finally did a bracket challenge. Um, and uh, we've been doing that for at least 14 years. Jay and I went back, and we've been doing a BS bracket <laughs> challenge for 14 years. So we're not just getting started at that. But I do appreciate uh, everybody tuning in and going on that bracket challenge. Have a great day. Um, hope to talk to you soon. And uh, God bless you. Hammer down. We'll see you.